Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. Welcome to the September 14th, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. My name is Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida, and I want to welcome you. Um, those of you who listen a long time might realize that I've been gone. And the reason for that is because I have been going through my own personal life changes with these transits. So if you have not... Uh, studied astrology for very long, you would not necessarily know that there is something going on other than your life is in chaos or upheaval. So that is kind of where mine has been for the last two weeks. Um, those longtime listeners know that I have been living in a farmhouse out in the country in Orlando, and I've been doing that for about four years. Uh, few months ago, two or three months ago, my landlord sold the property to new people and they wanted to move in. And so um, they said I had till September, which was really generous because, you know, this summer my daughter was moving out and all sorts of things, going to college, finishing high school, things like that. And so um, the end of the end of August, uh, I was supposed to be moving out. So if you watch the news, you'll know that that wasn't really what was going to happen in Orlando. We were looking down the barrel of a possible Category 4 hurricane. And so that threw a huge wrench into all my plans. And uh, instead of moving out, well, I started to move out. So I'm just going to give you a quick update on what's been going on. I went with pods. I was going to just pack up the pods, which are the containers, the rectangular containers that they deliver to your house. You can pack them up at your leisure and they'll come and pick it up and take it to the new place or take it for storage, whichever you choose. So I personally um, needed to store them because I wasn't sure where I was going to be. My daughter was going off to college and she's been having anxiety. If you listen to the podcast, you'll know she's been having anxiety. And so um, I wasn't sure if she was going to stay at college. In the middle of all this, my daughter was coming home for Labor Day from college. And so she had an anxiety attack. I had to run down with my father the Thursday before, so before Labor Day, and grab her from college. And then we came back. I had to get the pod picked up. We had the hurricane coming, 
And then um, right after that, fortunately, it took a right turn. And it was a less of a storm, but I had rescheduled the pods to be picked up the next weekend, which fortunately I was able to delay the move a little bit. And then I had to get out of the house. So I have been hot and heavy in uh, moving mode, in mom mode, and uh, hurricane mode. So I really wasn't able to do the show last week. Well, actually, the week before last. Last week, or not even last week, what is today? The 14th. So four days ago was my birthday, and that means that Tuesday was my birthday. So I had literally just moved out on the 9th, and I was still kind of at my parents' house in the transition. I am somewhere else right now. I am in a temporary place uh, with a friend, but I am still not sure where I'm going to go permanently. And uh, my daughter did pull out of college. So that's kind of added another little wrinkle to it all. And I share this with you so that you know that I do also get affected by the planet. It is something that um, I talk about. I give readings for other people but they do throw little bombs off in my life. And just to give you an idea what um, that looks like on, in my chart, today we have a 17-degree Mars in Virgo. My sun is at 17 degrees. I have just lived through, and also Neptune is at 17 degrees Pisces, so directly opposite my sun. Mars is on my sun directly opposite Neptune. We had a full moon this morning in Pisces, at around, I believe it was 22 degrees, somewhere in there, 23 degrees. I'm not exactly sure. Quite honestly, my ephemeris that I go to, my daily planner is packed, and I'm living in boxes right now, and so I don't know exactly uh, that. But I do have the ephemeris on my phone, which I'm using right now because I am in a state of flux, and all of this is how it's playing out astrologically. So... In the course of the last two weeks, I've had Venus, Mercury, Sun, and now Mars on my Sun, opposite Neptune, and squaring Jupiter, which is today at 16 degrees Sagittarius. So what does that all mean, those of you who aren't as familiar with astrology? It means that there is a giant configuration in the sky around the Earth, and I really just in the last few months realized that I think people look at astrology as intangible and nothing that makes sense in their world. They have a harder time understanding astrology because they don't relate it to the day-to-day world. If you look at the moon, you can see that the moon's in the sky. You can see the moon shifts the size. That helps. That will help you understand what astrology is doing. So um, having The moon is a physical example of astrology. The sun is a physical example. The sun shifts where it's at over the sky throughout the year from spring to fall and summer, winter. You see it at a different height. You see it in a different location in the sky. It shifts. And every minute of the day, the area of the sky that is behind it shifts. That is not because the sun shifts. The sun doesn't shift. We're shifting. So that adds a little wrinkle to the whole thing. It would be so much easier if all the planets went around the Earth, but they don't. But we read the planets as if they were circling the Earth. And so that kind of makes it a little bit more tricky 
because they aren't in a given part of the sky every time at the same time of the year. They're constantly shifting their perspective to where we are because we're part of the system. We are not the center of the system. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I apologize. I'm just now getting onto the computer. I had a couple uh, technical issues I had to deal with because of my living situation. I didn't have a cord for my computer, and I had to get that, and then I had to get up, and I was somewhere else. And, you know, it's just life in a new place. So uh, my computer's just now starting up so I can see all of you, and I'm going to open up the chat room here real quick for you as well. But anyway, so this giant T-square in the sky, in one part of the sky, the part of the sky assigned to Virgo, we have Mars and the sun currently with the sun about to move in in about a week to a new sign. So it's going into Libra, but just overnight we had Venus and Mercury shift into Libra. So yesterday, if things didn't happen the way you thought they were going to, that's because Mercury was at 29 degrees of Virgo. At the very last degrees, it's kind of like, wait a minute, why is nothing happening here? What's going on? And so um, that's why. Basically, planets at the last degree of a sign make it more difficult to complete something that was started on that day. So it basically means nothing will come from it. And that is also, an, it's called void, of course, when you assign it to the moon. And maybe it's called void, of course, when you assign it to the planets. I don't, I've never heard that term used with the planets other than the moon. But it's kind of a similar concept. So the planets are at the last degrees. We don't know what is going to happen. Nothing generally is culminating. So it, what it does is it, it completes a story, and then you begin a new story. And so generally whatever is going to happen has already happened. And now today we have brand new energy with Mercury and Libra and uh, Venus and Libra. So I'll get to that in a minute, but going back to this T-square. So a T-square is where on one side of Earth there is a planet or a cluster of planets, and on the other side of Earth there's another planet or cluster of planets, and they create an opposition. Down between them at a right angle to both of them, meaning 90 degrees to the center below uh, or above, you know, however you want to look at it because it's space. You could do whatever you want. Um, is another planet or cluster of planets. So they create like a letter T in the sky, which puts us kind of in the crosshairs of a lot of energy going on at opposition, at odds, and at right angles. So oppositions are an energy 180 degrees around a circle. So a circle is 360 degrees divided by 12 in astrology or time. And so that means every section in a perfect equal house chart is 30 degrees. And so we have these, these houses of 30 degrees equaling 360 divided by two, which means planets are opposite each other. That's 180 degrees. And then down divided into again below them at 90 degrees is another planet. So if you can envision that in your mind, that's what's going on in the sky. And so um, let me just real quick call up a chart here on the on my computer. So I actually, I have it on my phone, but it's much bigger and much easier to see with a person who has um, readers. <laughs> I don't want to use readers. So let me see if I can grab this up. There we go. 
And currently here in Orlando, just to add excitement to it all, we have a 13-degree Scorpio rising, which, uh, um, yeah, that's my son's Chiron, which is the wounded wounding in his life. And it's also right in the middle between my moon and my Neptune at 12 and 15 degrees Scorpio. So we'll see how it goes. I hope things will go well. But um, anyway, getting back to what I was saying. So Mars at 17 degrees Virgo opposite the full moon and conjunction to Neptune at 17 degrees Virgo squaring Jupiter. Mars is action. Are you feeling thwarted? Yes, that's what is happening with a Neptune opposition. Neptune is a planet that will dissect, disintegrate, disseminate, destroy through water or emotion, or um, it, it breaks down an idea. It breaks things down into an effusion. And let me try and explain that. To me, effusions, E-F-F-U-S-I-O-N, is particulation. It's making things into a steamy swill of energy. It it's emotion. That's what emotion is. That's why water signs understand emotion. That's their kind of language. Their astrological language is emotion. And it makes things steamy. It makes things um, dreamy because the netherworld is connected to through dreams, through sleep. So you may feel much more sleepy these days. Um, Let's see what else. So having that Neptune energy is the energy of breaking down emotions and understanding situations through emotions. And excuse me. Um, sorry. Again, now technology, there's always something going on. Okay. And anyway, so we have this energy on one side of the T-square that is really breaking down the situation into an emotional reaction. Opposite, and don't discount the um, sun, the the sun, Mercury, and Venus conjunction on the other side. Even though those planets have moved on, they are still in opposition to the moon today, and the moon will be going in to uh, Aries later today, and will be opposing Venus and Mercury. So so much going on in the chart today. Um, Mars opposite Neptune means that we're trying to do something that is being thwarted by our emotions. And I will give you an example in my life. And also, this is probably something that may affect you as well, because Virgo rules small animals. So small animals are our pets, cats and, you know, birds, things like that generally. Dogs maybe are under that, but um, for sure, any I, I let's just put all pets under there, all all emotional critters that we take care of. So Virgo rules that. I have two cats. They are outdoor cats. They adopted me when I lived in the farmhouse. And in moving, I am temporarily staying with other people. And that situation doesn't give me the opportunity to have cats. So I need to find a place for them temporarily. And so even though I have to do that, if I can't find someone, I may have to give them up to the pound, which is an extremely emotional thing for me. This is an exemplification of that energy. Mars 
opposite, taking action for pets on behalf of pets, having a connection to them, opposite Neptune and Moon, very emotional. They are my family. They are home. And yet there's this detachment of Virgo as well because it is a loner sign and there is a sense of needing to pay attention to task and to the the actual process of what has to go on. And so we've got all these dynamics going on in the chart that are coming out right now. And even if you don't have Mars on your sun, you have it somewhere in your chart and it is affecting you. So uh, we've got a lot of intense energy just with the fact that four interpersonal planets have moved in opposition to Neptune. That's significant. Um, being in the sign of Virgo, which rules work and health, those are the areas that are coming up as well as pets, as well as education, teachers. Um, it can affect transportation, but it actually also affects accidents with Virgo being ruled by Mercury. Mercury is definitely the place I go to, the planet I go to for um, looking for when you're not mentally engaged in the place you have to be and your quick mind moving. So um, I just want to say, hey, Crystal, in the chat room, I see you. And if I get a chance, um, I will look at your chart. I haven't got a lot of callers today because I actually didn't have a chance to promote the show. But I want to welcome you if you're listening in the archives because um, I really do love engaging with all the people who listen. And really, you know, if you're interested in a reading, you can get me at angeliczodiac.com. I would love to do your chart and have a private reading, but um, hopefully you're learning something from what I'm telling you now. Anyway, um, yeah, so Neptune digging in, trying to make us a little bit more sensitive at the same time, and this is also another added dimension to the whole thing, Neptune is retrograde. Neptune retrograde makes us a lot less inclined to look at wor the world through rose-colored glasses, which is Neptune's natural state. It's a state of agape love where it just accepts everybody and everything as it is everything is worthy of love everything is deserving of love and when it's retrograde it's not that it sees people as not deserving of love but it's much more practical in how it processes uh, or processes the information so it will well neptune it he I mean, it's considered a he, I guess, but it could be a she. I think Neptune would be great as a she because of the sensitivity and the connectedness to the ocean and the earth. But anyway, um, yeah, Neptune is going to be a much more, um, uh, what's the word, um, difficult energy to quantify. So it is something that's much more subtle. It will sneak up on you. You may not know uh, that Neptune is at work, and it's a long, slow process. And I wanted to say a long, slow burn, but obviously being a water sign, it's not necessarily a burn, but it's, it's steamy. So uh, definitely there are water issues coming up right now. It's funny because my landlord sold the house to this new uh, couple and when they sold it, there was a lot of water in the chart. And I was like, wow, you're going to have water issues. And sure enough, they have to regrade the whole back of the property because of the drainage. And so that put off when they will build the house for like six months. And that's exactly what Neptune can do. It can bring water 
and water is a representative of emotion in the physical world. So, you know, I'm absolutely a child of symbology and definitely the physical world is a projection of energy from the spiritual world. And when we have clouds and weather and wind and rain and storms, that is fed by our emotions. And we put that energy out there and it is physically manifested through what we as a collective consciousness put out. So we experience our world through the state of mind that we live in. And so that's just another um, heads up in paying attention to what you put out into the world. And occasionally with Mars being affected right now, you get angry and that's fair because it is a frustrating time right now. Mars in Virgo is the workaholic, wants to get things done with a close conjunction at 21 to the sun in Virgo. You're going to feel like your sense of self is riding on the fact that you need to get this done. And somehow if you can't get it done, you will take an ego hit. That's a strong energy right now. And then of course the sun is opposing the moon today or was earlier today. So there is, a disconnect between your sense of self and where you're feeling nurtured, where your emotions are. You're not able to completely uh, be together in the same space. So new moons are probably a little bit more comfortable because the sun and the moon are on the same side of the earth and they act in tandem. Whereas a full moon, we get a little wacky because we, we see the energy of the moon completely and it is reflected, the sun's light is reflected back to us. And it is a disconnect because they're on opposite sides of the earth. So they're both coming at us with energy that is based on light and awakening and also completion. So we have a lot of, it's like we're caught in the crosshairs of the light. And it can be discombobulating, honestly. So Anyway, um, in the last part of our triad, our T-square, is Jupiter. And Jupiter at 16 degrees, he is now direct. And 16 going into 17, he's actually at 16 degrees, 14 minutes. So it'll take a couple days. Um, I'd have to look at it specifically on an ephemeris, and I don't have one of those up. But um, I can call it up while I'm talking to you if you give me a little bit of um, time here. Give me some patience. There it is. I see it. And so I would say about a day for him, maybe two days, to get to 17 degrees. Because remember, he's got 14 degrees to go by December 3rd. So a quick way, if you don't have an ephemeris, a way to do the math on how planets move is you take 16 degrees to the 30, which changes the sign. So that's 14 degrees. And then you take how long it is before that happens. So it's November, October, and most of September, so about 11 weeks, maybe 12 weeks. And then you split that in half, and that would give you, that would give you um, how long till he gets another seven degrees. Half of the distance would be seven more degrees. So he has 14 to go. Then half of that is seven. So you add seven to 16 where he's at now, which is 23 degrees. And um, I don't know why I can't call it this ephemeris. I mean, my energy might be a little bit intense. So maybe it's going, no, I don't understand. Anyway, um, so 
at 23 degrees, it will be halfway to December 3rd. So that will be six weeks roughly, so late October, 23 degrees. And, you know, I could sit here and do the math for another half hour trying to figure it out. But and my computer is really resisting me calling up this ephemeris for some unknown reason. Oh, there it is. Okay, let me see. It didn't have the WWW in it, but I don't know why it doesn't want to do that. Oh, here it goes. Okay, blast. Anyway, see, live podcasting, it's, it's fun. Sometimes things don't always go the way you plan. Anyway, um, yeah, so we've got this T-square with Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of transformation, spiritual growth, education, travel. He's the wanderer, and he doesn't want to be bogged down with details. So neither does Neptune, actually. But Neptune wants you to get into your, to your knowingness, to your psychic awareness, to your spirit. And that is something that Sagittarius is seeking. They haven't completely gotten there. They're always trying to learn and grow about spirituality. And Neptune, Pisces are there. They know. They get it. They live through all 12 signs and they're there. But Sagittarius wants to seek out. And the way it is curious and learns is through travel, through life experience, through wandering. So we want to want want to go somewhere else. Sorry about that. My earbud fell out. We want to go and seek out new adventures in other places. And because Jupiter is square to Mars, Mars is the catalyst. Mars is the wheels on the car. Mars is squaring Jupiter, saying, no, 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 no. We have these tasks to do. We have responsibilities. Earth signs are all about the responsibility and owning whatever is going on not only for themselves, but for others. So you'll feel like somehow you have to do some kind of dutiful uh, event or activity for someone else. You are the responsible person, but it's not going the way you want it to go. And so that's what we're feeling with the Jupiter square Mars. Jupiter square Neptune, there is this dreamy quality, like, and I'm telling you, Mars in Virgo opposite Neptune and Pisces, like the ultimate in, come on, can we go? Can we go? And Mars is saying, let's, let's do it. And Neptune's saying, but I just want to sleep some more. Do I really have to go to school? I don't want to go to school. I want to sleep. Mars is like, nope, you have to get educated. Jupiter's like, we're going to get educated. That's awesome. Let's, let's just go and have fun. Let's go on a field trip. And Mars is going, no. We have to sit in a classroom, and we have to do the process. And Jupiter's saying, no, I don't want to sit in a classroom, and I don't want to go to bed. I want to get going. Let's go. Nothing's happening. None of it. It's all being pulled in different directions. So everyone's frustrated. Nothing's getting done. Probably Neptune has the most power in this triad because Jupiter, and this is how you tell, Neptune takes the longest time to get through a sign, um, with the exception of Pluto. And so Neptune has time to take, whereas Jupiter goes and zips through. He just got direct, and he's going to get out of that sign by December. So he's hot and heavy to get going, and he's fast. He takes only a year to go through a sign, whereas Neptune takes a year to go two degrees. So it's really a difference of time. And so Jupiter doesn't have a lot of time to waste on waiting around. Mars 
probably even more impatient, especially in Virgo, which is ruled by Mercury, a very quick thinking energy. So Mercury energy now in an air sign of Libra is much more up in the head. So Mars now is no longer grounded. He's answering to his ruling planet, Mercury, up in an air sign. So it's like, oh, my gosh, all this and this and that. And what about this? And ideas, ideas, ideas. Mercury now in in a Venus rule sign, which is really great because Mercury and Venus are on board, man. Let me tell you, Mercury came in first. Venus is right on the tail. They're both in Libra. They're really loving it. They're loving uh, loving love. They want to connect, and they haven't really fully gotten into that energy yet. So um, anyway, <laughs> I've got some people who want a reading in the chat room, and I will do what I can. I've got about 10 minutes left after I'm done with this dissertation, and I will look into your chart. At least, Crystal, I'll look into yours. I may get to, I think it said retina. Anyway, um, I will get to that. So if you don't hear me after uh, the bottom of the hour, which is in about 60 seconds, then you can listen to this in the archive and get your reading there if it cuts you off. I'm not sure if you're listening, um, how you're listening, because it doesn't look like you're in the queue. So anyway, um, having this energy in Libra now is going to really open us up to ideas and love and beauty It'll be more cooperative for people who want to do good. Um, the social work energy is being activated in Libra. We are more co cooperative with others. We want to work as a team. And then we have Uranus retrograde trining Saturn today, um, just trining. It's only seven degrees in, in orb. So it's a um, pretty, pretty wide orb of trine. But yet in the same sign, in the same element nonetheless and there uranus in taurus is in earth saturn in capricorn is also in earth and so those two are really talking to each other and it's about independence but of course uranus retrograde means that there is more of a saturn energy around how to make things happen and saturn retrograde means there's probably more of a jupiterian feel to that where Saturn doesn't want to take any ownership or responsibility for what they normally do. So all of us are going through this great shift in career, in the structures of hierarchy, and what we consider authority, who we consider credible. And especially Uranus and Taurus is challenging that. Saturn retrograde will challenge it. And then Saturn joining with Pluto next January is going to put a whole new spin on why we feel we need to have that particular hierarchy in our lives and whether or not we choose to keep it there. So, um, all right, so let's just real quick see. And then I, I didn't even have a chance to tell you what's coming, but I'll tell you this. Um, I'm going to have another podcast on Tuesday, which is just a few days away. And we will look into more details on what's going on with the coming transits. So I apologize if I, um, didn't have time to really get into the future, but we will. Um, let's see. Let's, I'll just put um, Crystal in chat. So that's how I will find you. And if you call in later, Crystal, just tell me that I did a reading in the chat room, and that way I will know. Um, but, 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 but I don't see a birthday. Oh, okay. I thought you were giving me – oh, there it is. I, I take it back. So October 1st, 1956. 
and born at 3.35 a.m. in Chicago. So let's see what we have for Crystal. Okay. Oops, I didn't save it in the right place. Let me, I don't, you know, I raced in to get to my computer. I had to change out the cable and reboot the computer, and it's very slow here in the Everything is slow today. Um, Mercury just moved into a new sign, but of course now he's in another area of the sky and not working with his own sign. He's working with Venus. So it's a little bit slower energy. And of course the moon's in Neptune, which is also a very slow energy. So, okay, here we go. We'll save you to astral energy files and go back to today. I can't believe September 14th. I had a friend in grade school, Carla Cook. Her birthday was September 14th. Always remember that because it's four days after mine, and she was the last day before they cut off for the new school year. She just got in by the skin of her teeth. Only other person that was younger than me in grade school. Okay, so you have a 29-degree Libra rising, Pluto at 29 degrees. A huge part of your life is about connectedness to others and learning to uh, be less about the, the connectedness and the larger-than-life energy, you're wrapping up that story. You do That being said, you do have an exact in conjunct with your Uranus to the Uranus in the sky today, Uranus in the sky in Taurus. Oh, excuse me, not in conjunct, square. Um, Uranus at six degrees Taurus is squaring your Uranus at six degrees Leo. So there is a story going on about um, – the tangible goods and the practical pragmatism that Taurus brings versus how you express yourself with needing attention, feeling that things are much more dramatic, being creative. So this is a really interesting energy. Um, Uranus is independence, autonomy, and entrepreneurship. And both Venus and Leo are probably, with the exception of Pisces, the most um, focused on love as it pertains to other people. So Libra does care about other people, does care about love, but it's an air sign. So it's more conceptual. And sometimes it loses the, the connectedness on the heart level, but much more up in the mind as to love. Taurus is about the body and the physicality of it. And also money, this relates to money as well. And uh, Uranus in Leo is more about the heart-to-heart connection. So we have an earth energy that wants to understand things in a practical way versus Leo, which understands things in a fiery, creative way. And these two energies are battling it out for your soul, so to speak, right now. And uh, Uranus is transiting your house of higher education and understanding. So in a way, it's telling you to rein in some of that higher over-the-top energy. It is affecting your psyche because your natal Uranus is in the 12th. So really what's going on, and this is interesting for you, is Uranus is going to be hitting your midheaven in a few years. And the only reason I bring it up now is because it's a significant thing to this dynamic. Uranus at your midheaven, 23 degrees Taurus, is going to give you the attention you crave. So what you've got is three planets in Leo in your 12th house, Leo typically wants attention. In the 12th house, it's very conflicted. It wants to be recognized for what it has to offer. I should say what he has to offer because Leo is the lion. So um, having that Leo energy is very much like you hide your light. 
and having a 29-degree Leo rising with Virgo in the first house and the moon at zero degrees Virgo and Jupiter, let's see, uh, Jupiter at 17, so that's being hit right now with Mars, and Neptune at your natal Mars. So you're having a Mars opposition and Neptune opposite your Jupiter. You are absolutely going through this kind of a similar thing to what I'm going through, in, and it's a little bit even more pronounced because I have mine my son falls in and my Virgo falls in my 11th house, which is a certain amount of detachment. And for me, um, it is a Uranian energy. And I also have a Uranus in my stellium of Virgo planet, but you have this energy in your first house. So your sense of self is definitely also being really triggered, but it's also a connectedness to education and expansion and understanding much more your Jupiter in Virgo is having you want to really um, explore different ideas. So you're like the, the teacher who goes on field trips all the time. That's what you like to do. And Mars is saying, yes, let's go on a field trip. But Mars is squaring Jupiter right now. Jupiter in your natal chart squaring Jupiter in the heavens, it, almost exactly. So this week is going to be probably the most difficult week for you and me. And as far as uh, waiting for that Mars to move out of out of orb and then also natal Jupiter is in square to transiting Jupiter. So you're waiting for transiting Jupiter also to get past your natal Jupiter. So I would say two weeks from now, you're going to feel so much better. And for currently it is about digging deeper into your psyche and taking action and getting the validation from a partner with Neptune in your seventh to really join up with other people of uh, your same same interests and validating it through friendship, through partnership. That's going to help you feel more confident in who you are as a person. And the other thing is Venus and Mercury are coming up on your sun. They just passed your natal Mercury. So there's some kind of communication going on uh, in your life through either your body your money or a person you're in a relationship with and possibly also a female, a daughter, a female friend, something like that. That's all the Taurus energy. So you're feeling this coming out the, uh, excuse me, the late degree Virgo, which is Venus Mercury just passed your Mercury at late degree Virgo and now is approaching your son. So another part of the story is money, love and feeling balanced around money and in your body. So pay attention to that. You know, know that that's part of your story. You have just passed a trine with Vesta at 27 Virgo, which is at your midheaven. So Vesta at your midheaven means that there's someone showing you how to be more practical in your career or continue. It's, it's also a very karmic energy. You've got zero degrees south node at, excuse me, zero Gemini south node in your uh, midheaven with Vesta about to go on it. So that's a past karmic connection to someone in your career. And it's probably a woman who is giving you a bit of a difficult time. And she is the keeper of the contracts and the documents and the paperwork or, you know, the situation in your career. And she can be a little bit difficult, but um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I really want to research the asteroids more. And Vesta is one that I know expresses kind of as a shrewish woman but I really want to find out what the ultimate outcome from that transit would be. And I don't really know that yet. So I'll admit that to you. 
Um, yeah, you have a lot going on. If you want to get a full reading, I mean, obviously I can give you a lot of information because I don't know how to stop sometimes. But the big points I've hit on today, and that's not including your Capricorn transit in your fifth, but I hope that helps. I hope it's a little bit um, of a, you know, a help. I guess that's all I can say. So that's all for today. And I want to thank you for listening and Tune in again Tuesday. I will be here this week. Anyway, that's all. If you'd like to get a hold of me, um, the end trailer will let you know how. Thanks. Bye. Hi, this is Shelley. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to shellyoverton.com. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com. T-R-A-